Duncan. Bill Michael Show. Bill Michael Show, and we are uh, in studio today. Tomorrow, tomorrow we are going to be on the road. Going to be on the road. Going to be up in Marshfield. Marshfield, here we come. I, uh, I'm getting a few people that are actually sending uh, emails wanting to know uh, where I'm going tonight. I'm going to be in Marshfield tonight. I'm leaving uh, pretty quickly after the show. I'll be up there tonight. But uh, I don't know. I, I don't know what I'm doing tonight. I know I've got a little bit of work to do, so I've got some things that I have to work on while I'm you know, hanging out in the hotel room. But uh, I, don't, I, I really don't have much happening. So <laughs> just it's not like I'm going out and partying tonight. Uh, we got uh, you know two shows to do there tomorrow. So uh, other than that, uh, we're going to be tomorrow night. The Bill Michael Sutter is going to air live from uh, up there in Marshfield and really looking forward to it. This is the first time in Marshfield in a while, in a while, and uh, I can't wait. So, um, you know, get, looking forward to the show tomorrow night, looking forward to getting back to Nuts Deep 2 tomorrow night uh, in so many different ways, so many different ways. By the way, uh, now, uh, let's see here, uh, where did, where is it? We have got with us tomorrow night, and I'm just checking because we got we got to get him booked, but Gene Delisio. Long time from WOSQ, sports director up there. We want to get Gene on tomorrow night at some point. And we're trying to do this when we go into these different areas. We're trying to bring in somebody local to come over and say hello and, uh, you know, give us kind of their their lowdown on thoughts as to what's going on uh, and their perspective when it comes to uh, Packers football, NFL stuff. And we can even spin around the state a little bit. But uh, Gene Delisio, been with WOSQ long time, long time. So, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna see if we can't get Gene to come out and join us for just a little bit because we got uh, uh, we got what Mike Clemens tomorrow night right because Mike usually comes on with us on Wednesdays Wednesday evenings. Do we have anybody else booked as of yet? No, we that was it. I, I like when you're out on location having the local broadcaster with you. That was awesome yeah. when you had Scott on in in lacrosse yeah. scooter as he is known by some at XOW. <laughs> I'd like to do that again anytime you're you're out in Rhinelander or Marshfield or wherever you are. I think that's awesome. They want us in lacrosse again, and they, and I, I apologize if you're listening in lacrosse. I, I, they've been trying to book us, like, right away. And the problem is we're over the next two weeks, there's a lot going on here in Milwaukee, and then I leave for Boston and, and Rhode Island. So I, it's kind of like we're tight. So um, that would leave maybe that first week of December that's available, and then after that we're into January. Uh, because we've got December, I think the 13th, because uh, I know the 13th, we are in uh, Viroqua. We had to bounce that up because the 20th, I was double booked. And then after that is Christmas and you know, get into New Year's. But uh, then we get into January. And we can still do one. We can still go on the road and talk about stuff. I don't mind that getting into January, but we would be into January. And i got to be honest, somebody just, uh, a buddy of mine uh, I was talking to uh, two days ago on Monday, uh, or no, on uh, on Sunday night, and uh, he was saying, you know, hey, I, you know, I know you don't, you know, really do much uh, a lot with Budweiser like you used to. Do you like doing the huddles at home and and or on the road and doing what you're doing? I love it because, you know, going out every Wednesday, I I love. Don't get me wrong, but it's nice not having to do it, and you can kind of pick and choose your destinations as to where you want to go and when you want to go and. You can mix in other things that are either life events or whatever. So, and the reason we had to make uh, a change for Viroqua was I for complete. 
it was my fault, completely slipped my mind, but Kristen had let me know a while ago that she called me up and said, hey, um, you know, there's an opportunity to go see the actual play production of uh, Scrooge. And do you want to go? And I said, you know what? I'll do it. I got a hold of a friend of mine. I got us some good tickets, and she wants to take the kids. So it was like this whole evening planned. And then I said, yeah, we're, you know, booked, and I've got this date, this date, this date. And then December 20th, I'm going to Viroqua. And she went, "That that's the whole day that you planned everything. And I'm like, oh, crap. So it was completely my fault. So I apologize to Viroqua for having to bump it up a week. But we're still coming on the, on the 13th. We're going to be out there at the Norwegian Hollow. But, uh, yeah, going to be in Nuts Deep 2 tonight. And then probably back in lacrosse at some point. I know Rice Lake was talking to us, and they wanted us to come up. They gave us a couple of options for places to go. And I said, whatever works for you, just let us know. And then we'll give you some dates. And I have not heard back. So uh, we still have some opportunity. I know there's a couple of places here in the Milwaukee area that want it as well. But, yeah, we're going to be we're gonna be out and about. I think we're going to set up something. Uh, we're going to be heading to Boondocks as well. Uh, Boondocks, we owe one to. And uh, maybe we're – I'm even thinking uh, we're going to do maybe a Green and Gold postgame show. I know for Veterans Weekend, going into Veterans Day, we are going to be at the Stillery in Grafton for the Green and Gold postgame show. I know that because that whole weekend is going to be dedicated. A portion of their sales is going to be dedicated to Fisher House, Wisconsin. So I said, look, whatever you need to do to promote it, I'll be there. Uh, and we'll even do the show there. So uh, I don't know if they're going to reserve tables for that day, but I know that we're going to, we're going to have a good time. And if Mike is not going to that game that day, then maybe, uh, maybe we might even have Mike Clemens on hand. You know what you ought to do, Grant? I mean, Connor runs the program on Sundays anyway. You ought to come, if you're in Milwaukee and you and Rachel are out you, for Sunday. You ought to come to do the postgame show with us. Me, you, and Mike doing the postgame show at the like a roundtable. My God, to be huge. Mostly, we just kind of lay around and watch the Packers. She's a Vikings fan, so we'll watch both games on Sunday. We normally don't oh have much going on, anyways. God, she's a Vikings fan. Where is she originally from? At Twin Cities. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense then. But like, I like how, how's a girl that lives in Milwaukee a Vikings fan? Yeah, okay, she she had a good time on Sunday. There were four of us uh, and three Packers fans. Then her, she had a good time. But I remember last, I think it was right around New Year's when the Packers hosted the Vikings at Lambeau and just rocked them. We yeah. went to a bar with like a group of ten of us, and she was the only Vikings fan. She had her Vikings sweatshirt on. I felt yeah. a little. I will feel bad every once in a while, but I don't think she really cares that much to get too yeah. bent out of shape about it. Okay, well. It'd be it'd be a hell of a time. Maybe we do that. But uh, I know we're solidifying all the details for that. Uh, actually, later today when I hit the road, we got a conference call. But so yeah, we're going to be out and about, and I'll put together the schedule and put it back up on Facebook real soon. But we're going to be at uh, Nuts Deep Two tomorrow night in Marshfield. We're going to be on December thirteenth, I should say. Uh, we're going to be in Viroqua, Wisconsin, and uh, which I'm, I'm I love. I love going to Viroqua. Everybody knows that. So we're going to be there. We're going to be at the Norwegian Hollow. And uh, then uh, after that, getting into the into January is where some more dates are going to start to fill into the calendar. And we're going to be uh, that um, Veterans Day weekend, which I think is in – it's not this week. I think it might be next week, uh, the Veterans Day weekend. And that's going to be over at the, the Stillery in Grafton when they're on the road. So a lot of good stuff happening. Uh, by the way, the uh, the Chicago Bears have made a deal, deal. The Bears are trading for the Commanders. Montez Sweat, the Washington Commanders, and the Bears agreed to trade. That is expected to send, uh, send the defensive end Montez Sweat to Chicago for a 2024 second-round pick. Uh, Sweat is uh, in the last year of his contract, and the Commanders are opting for a draft pick now rather than 
a compensatory pick selection that they might receive if Sweat signed elsewhere as a free agent. So they're trying to hedge their bets in getting the pick. Sweat then gets to move on, but the Bears are making a deal to get Montez Sweat, the defensive end, uh, coming in there. Um, Also, uh, there is a report out that uh, the Vikings have basically said that Daniil Hunter, not going to happen. So they are not planning on trading him. So that uh, that's out there as well. There's some interest that, uh, excuse me, the Bills and the 49ers uh, are interested for the Bears cornerback, uh, um, uh, Jalen Johnson. So he could possibly be moved. Maybe the Dallas Cowboys to this point. They've not been involved, but the Cowboys could, <laughs> could make some moves. Um, and also Jerry Jones said earlier, uh, I think it was yesterday, or, or no, earlier today, <coughs> excuse me, that uh, the Cowboys, he believes, will stand pat. Uh, the Giants cornerback Jackson, uh, uh, Adore Jackson, unlikely uh, to be traded. So there's all kinds of different stuff uh, happening right now. But nothing I, – see, I don't expect a lot of major stuff to happen. I think there's some trades that kind of make sense, maybe too much sense. I don't think Tennessee really wants to give up Derrick Henry, even though there's been a lot of talk about him on the move. Saquon Barkley in New York, there's been a lot of talk about possibly moving him as well, even though he's basically your offense. So there's a lot lot out there right now. Uh, will he or will these guys move or not? But uh, that's, you know, as we kind of effort towards the trade deadline, that's, that's what's going on. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Uh, if you want to give us a shout, please feel free to go ahead and do so. Pac-Fan says Vikings dumb if they don't move Hunter this year. Contract year can't be tagged. They just lost their quarterback, aren't going to the playoffs, trade Hunter and get something for him. Um, then I've got uh, Paul who says, uh, are the Packers in the market for a wide receiver? I don't hear any rumors. No, I don't think they are at all. I don't think the Packers want to give up any draft assets, which to me is like dumb only for the fact that I can sit here and go, what have you got? What do you got? What do you got out of the draft? That's just, you're like, wow, I just can't believe we got this guy. What do you got? crickets exactly nobody's having breakout years nobody's lighting the world on fire it's not like your draft choices have been just absolutely crapping bricks of gold it just isn't happening so if you could get a veteran now you'd have to get a veteran that's controllable for a couple of years but if you could get a veteran wide receiver if you could get somebody else to help this team i i would think about doing it i this whole stockpiling of draft choices again unless you're a hell of a drafter (laughs) it's not happening uh, Jacob says, uh, why can't they realize the mistake that they made instead of hanging on to Jordan Love? Uh, even San Francisco kept Brock Purdy and traded away Trey Lance because they're not there yet. You know, they're not there yet. That That's just it. I mean, he's not even completed a full season. Now, Trey Lance really didn't get a lot of opportunities, but they they saw it in camp. They just were like, no, this guy's not the guy. They knew it. And the fact that he was injured and they gave Brock Purdy an opportunity and they saw what Brock Purdy could do. It's kind of like what we saw in Wisconsin this past week. Right now, if you had to say the starting quarterback of the Wisconsin Badgers is, who would you answer, Grant? Locke. Braden Locke. Dude, slinging it. I I like the way he carries himself. I like the way he throws the ball. Uh, I like this. I don't know what it is. This look of this, this better look. I, I don't know how to explain it. There's just – he just looks like more of a quarterback to me. I don't know why. 
I can't explain it. I can't put my finger on it. But sometimes you just get the feeling. You get the gut. Now, I could be wrong, but sometimes you just get the gut feeling like, yeah, that guy's got it. You can see it. So we'll see what happens down in Indiana. By the way, speaking of going to Indiana, have you seen the viral video that's flying all over Instagram and TikTok and all that stuff of the fight that broke out down in Indiana for the tailgate? No, at a Colts game? No, Indiana for uh, 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 finding a line or a, a Hoosier game, football game. Oh God, no! Okay, well, oh, now it's I have like to out in the parking lot, and it's it's an it, it's it's not like between a bunch of young girls. It's a woman, and I don't know, maybe she's in her forties, something like that. I, I hate to overestimate or underestimate, but she's about in her forties. I don't know what started it, but it's it's some guy holding the camera, and you can't put the audio on the radio because it's just. It's just one guy going, oh, damn, oh, you got to see it. But this woman just takes on every college girl in the area, and she's just whooping ass, man. And, like, I think the husband's trying to break it up, and there's another guy, and then the wife is screaming, like, you did this, and you know what you said, and, you know. And the girl, the girl is stunned because some mom just whooped her ass in a parking lot and, like, wasn't going to take it. And then another girl, like the the other girl's friend, comes over, and then she says something, and bam, down she goes. I mean, like a sack of wet cement. And this woman jumps back and, and starts screaming, and all I can hear is somebody in the background going, he says a profanity first, B-word, who's next? Who's next? And this woman's just knocking people out, man. She's got them by the hair. and I mean, it's it's – I don't know what set this woman off, but she whooped ass for some of these young kids, man. I was just like, wow. She she got it going on. It, but it, it went viral. I was watching it again last night. I just I was I sent it to my buddy, uh, who's a huge college football fan. And he goes to a lot of different colleges in the area. He's always at Ohio State or Notre Dame. He was down at the Louisville game uh, last week. And then he said he might go to the uh, Indiana over to see the Badgers this weekend. And I said, well, be careful this woman. And I sent him the video. He's like, oh, my God. Yeah, it was crazy, man. There you go. Uh, and I don't know specifically when it was from, but I just saw that. I thought, man, that's 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 killing it right there. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. hit us up? Please feel free. Go ahead and do so. Give us a shout. Got more coming up right after. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show. On the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. All right, Team Pella, listen up. Thanks, John Kuhn. Customers love our products with limited lifetime warranties. Check out these big plays. Incredible innovations like blinds and shades between the glass. No interference on that play, Coach. And stylish windows with hidden screens that make game days a breeze. Can it get any better? It can. With monthly payments as low as $19 per window, $75 per patio door, and a free quote at PellaWI.com. Let's go. Whether you're looking to replace older damaged windows and doors or just wanting to revamp the look of your home, Pella offers a wide range of styles and materials to match your home's unique design. Hurry, take advantage of monthly payments as low as $19 per window and $75 per patio door at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Get your free quote today at PellaWI.com. 6.99 APR for 120 months. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details. Offers at 1031-2023.
Happy Halloween! Happy Halloween, even though uh, you got snow flying. <laughs> Maybe you, uh, you're out and about tonight and the kids have already trick-or-treated. You want to treat yourself to something good. Head over to Stoley's Hog Alley or Stoles 0109. In Oconomowoc in Watertown, great place. And uh, come the weekend, fish fries are absolutely outstanding. Uh, I've talked about that uh, salt, that salted rye bread they have for the fish fries, which is just spectacular. But uh, Jeff and his staff and Alicia, they're just s- such great people. And uh, whether it's the burgers, the pizza, the TVs, uh, you want to go in and look at some of the motorcycle memorabilia that's in there and maybe feel like it's a little warmer out. Uh, I don't know, but uh, just an awesome place. Both of them awesome places and great place to go and watch the games, listen to some music and such. So check out Stoley's Hog Alley, Lake Country, USA, and in Stoles Old 109 in Watertown. Can't, uh, can't beat them. Both places, just awesome, 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 awesome stuff. And, and by the way, it's always good when, uh, when both Jeff and Alicia make the trek to the house for the uh, Christmas party and kind of let loose and have fun. Ah, oh, they're so much fun to party with. Good people. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Uh, give us a shout. Um, the one of the other stories, and we'll get we'll get back into some uh, some Packers chatter coming up here in just a little bit. But one of the other things that I wanted to bring up was did, I don't know if anybody had seen the uh, the discussion, if you will, if you want to call it that. I mean, I don't know that I would call it that, but uh, Jim Harbaugh and his explanation. Did you read the explanation um, that he had? regarding the the whole you know sign stealing scandal i didn't see that he gave a statement what did he say it, it's he just kind of glossed around it oh it's a shame that uh, this happened and this has to be on the 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 team uh you know and and put scrutiny on the organization and blah 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 blah. and i'm like wait what it's a shame that it happened i mean you did it i, I just <laughs> you know i'm thinking to myself it, it he kind of addressed the issue, but he just said you have to let it play out, cooperate with the investigation, and watch how it then plays out. There's a speculation part. As I said, I've got too much of a one-track mind on coaching to be able to engage in all the speculation. Okay. The investigation also led to the suspension of Connor Stallions, who's the analyst on Harbaugh's staff. You know, the speculation, what speculation? Your guy, your staff guy was doing this, and the, the the organization was paying for his ticket. How did you not know that he wasn't doing this? You know, I, you know, I, I don't know. Harbaugh, Harbaugh said, I was forthright with the statement right away. But <laughs> he didn't say anything. And then he gave the further statement that says, I have no awareness of anyone on our staff having done that or having direction towards that action. No matter what program or organization I have led throughout my career, my instructions and awareness of how we scout opponents have always been firmly within the rules. And then, so the Wall Street Journal went after him and printed out their own report. um, And also basically said that, hey, look, not only – is this new contract up? Because this is the second or third time now they've had some investigatory issues regarding Michigan football. So the Wall Street Journal said that Harbaugh had a new contract offer that was rescinded once the investigation broke. 
And Harbaugh is now saying that's not accurate either. The university has policy on contracts and publicly talking about them. They don't comment on them until after they're done. So I don't believe that. <laughs> uh, I just, I, look, he's not going to say he did it. But the whole thing of I have no knowledge of is that's your stand pat answer. And I get it. I understand it. Maybe he did or maybe he didn't. But how do you, how does your guy on your staff, your strategic guy on your staff, not come to you with the video of sign stealing and you not watch this video with your assistants to figure out what teams are doing and not look at him and go, where did this video come from? At what point? You know, I mean, you have to see it. He can't say, I've never seen any video. I've ne- I mean, maybe you protect yourself that way and let everybody else be the, the fall guy. But he's <laughs> just, you know, it's like when Urban Meyer went, I have no knowledge of this guy ever being a bad dude. And then all of a sudden his police report comes out and you find he's been beating his wife for years. I, I, I had no idea. I don't know. I thought she was part raccoon. I didn't know. I just thought, thought the black eyes would have meant she was part of the raccoon family. Just shut up. You're so full of crap. Uh, so anyway, um, Harbaugh denying it and kind of talking about it and basically saying it's a shame it has to be a black eye on our season. Well, part of the reason you're having a decent season is probably because you've stole the signs of your opponents. You know what you're doing against them. Uh, it doesn't matter. Even even without getting the signs, I would assume that they're still going to beat Ohio State and Ryan Day and that craptastic beard of his. So. And I also, Bill, the way that Jim Harbaugh seems to operate, he seems a little robotic. I don't doubt for a second that he goes home at night and doesn't think about this scandal at all. He's right. like, I, we'll beat Ohio State. <laughs> We're going to try to get into the playoffs and try to win a title. I'm going to worry about this mess in the offseason if I'm still here. Like, right. this, I, I doubt this is weighing on his conscience. I, I doubt no. he even cares. He doesn't even care. Because at this point in time, really, what's going to happen other than the humiliation of being found out? I mean, what's going to happen? Uh, tidbit 59 over on the live stream says, I'm sorry, I don't have time to answer any questions right now. I have to go home and watch game film on an iPhone. <laughs> I like it. I like it. That's good stuff. Uh, yeah, he's – look, he's a hell of a coach, uh, no doubt about it. You can't deny that. But some of the things that he's been accused of and when he kind of looks at you and goes, what? <laughs> you know, it's just – Come on, man. Everybody knows it. Everybody sees it. You're so full of crap. So, anyway, uh, Michigan will roll on. They've got talent. Uh, They'll still knock off Ohio State. Ryan Day and the Ohio State Buckeye fan nation will still claim that all their signs were stolen. That's the reason they won, when in reality it's because Ryan Day is just not that great of a coach. And, uh, you know, then the rest will be history, and they'll all be on the outside looking in, thinking, why do we not make it to the Final Four again? And it's because Harbaugh and the Michigan Wolverines stood in the way. And they fired John Cooper for it, so i got to assume at some point they're going to fire Ryan Day for it, but we'll see. Anyway, uh, and at what point does Harbaugh say enough and just doesn't want to deal with the crap anymore, and he says, okay, somebody pay me a bunch of money and I'll go back to coaching professional football. At what point does that happen? You know, at at some point you would assume that that's that's in the making because I can't imagine he's going to stay at Michigan forever. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Speaking of uh, college football, we're going to talk with our buddy Zach Heilprin 
coming up here in just a couple of minutes. Zach's going to give us a lowdown. Not a great outlook right now for the running back situation for the Badgers as they get ready to head down to the Hoosier State. Uh, and I, again, for those that were not listening to the show yesterday, I, and I know it was a green and gold Monday, but give all the credit in the world to, to Wisconsin. I, man, I was wrong. I thought they were going to get killed, and they came out and played their asses off. Now, offensively, they're not apt enough to overcome what, um, what Ohio State's defense is, but, man, they played their hearts out, and I appreciated every minute of it. I, I, I really did. I found myself kind of rooting for them. And, and just hoping that they could overcome. And, and in part because I like Luke Fickle. And I, I, I like Luke Fickle better than Ryan Day. And so I, I really, I was really kind of in, in the back of my head, kind of, you know, rooting for them. Uh, this portion of the program brought to you by the ICHC, the Irish Cultural Heritage Center. Hey, by the way, if you're in downtown Milwaukee tonight, maybe you don't have to trick or treat and you're looking for something to do. They have a traditional Irish reading of a Halloween story tonight for kids. And that place has got a little bit of a, a history of, of haunting. And, you know, the old church used to have, you know, bodies buried down in the crypt downstairs. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a neat old place. But if you're looking for something to do with your kids tonight, they have it open to the public. So you can go to the ICHC right there on Wisconsin Avenue and, and, or tell your friends, tell your neighbors, whatever. But uh, tonight, you can take your kids for an Irish reading of, of kind of a ghost story this evening, and they're going to do that. So kind of a cool thing going on down there tonight. They have something for all seasons. And don't forget, they have a lot of concerts coming up for the holiday season as well. Go to ICHC.net. ICHC.net. Get hold of our buddy Corey, 414-345-8800, right there on West Wisconsin Avenue, just west of the Marquette campus. But uh, stop in tonight. It's really cool. If you got kids and you want to take them, you know, a little bit, he's not going to freak them out, but a little bit of ghost story stuff, kind of cool tonight. So maybe head over to the ICHE, the Irish Cultural Heritage Center, right there on West Wisconsin Avenue, downtown Milwaukee. We've got uh, Zach Heilprint, sports director, WOZN, and he's on the Badger beat with one Grant Bills because Grant Bills is going to be doing some, uh, some basketball, some uh, Wisconsin basketball when they take on Stevens Point coming up. Stay tuned. we got more next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. snowing like it's the end of the world the next minute the sun's out all the snow's gone everything's pretty much melted and then it snows again and now the sun's back out and everything's gone again so there you have it that's that's what kind of day it is a spooky day is what it is meanwhile uh the wisconsin badgers man coming off of that that game they had on saturday night against the ohio state buckeyes and again all the credit in the world i thought they played their asses off, for lack of a better term. I mean, there was there was some real genuine hope, and uh, I thought defensively they played extremely well. Yeah, they couldn't move the ball. It's a staunch defense that Ohio State had, but man, oh man, oh man, it just it was it was good to see. Bring him in now, and uh, it's uh, Zach Heilprin, the sports director, at WOZN, and Grant Bill's counterpart for the Badger Beat. 
Yeah. I've been paid five bucks to say that, so I had to say that. So. He he is he he has said uh, he hopes you don't ask for that five dollars because he doesn't have it. <laughs> he got five dollars worth of free food at Stenny's. We did the uh, judging uh, on Saturday or on uh, Friday night, as a matter of fact. So he got some wings and stuff. So, so I, he was making I'm not the, worried about. So he was making the rounds. He was making the rounds all the different places. Yeah, yeah. He, Interesting. Uh, he came down. Yeah, you know what? And you're always invited. I just sent you a note the other day to to the Halloween or to the uh, Christmas deal too. So okay, all right. Hopefully, at some point, you can make the trek over. Hell, I I got rooms, man. We, we got <laughs> stuff to take care of. We got all kinds. I don't know if you saw the picture yesterday. Maybe I'll maybe I'll text it to you. But I, I started cleaning the bar last oh, night. Oh, I did see that ready one. Ready for the party. Yep. Oh, my God. Yeah. With somebody, we got to get some people here to get their drink on because I got way too much stuff. And that's that's first thing you do is say, I'm Bill and I've got a problem. So there you have it. So give me your impression of what you saw on Saturday night. Yeah. I mean, I think they put up a fight, bigger fight than a lot of people thought that uh, was going to actually end up happening. Uh, I mean, obviously, 14 and a half point favorites or uh, underdogs, I should say, and they lost by 14. And that being a fourth quarter game, that's exactly what everyone was hoping they could get out of Wisconsin. Get it a fourth quarter game, give yourself yourself a shot to win, and the defense did enough to give them a shot to win, and the offense just, you know, couldn't execute when it needed to. But I I certainly thought the effort that they put in uh, was probably one of their better ones of the year um, all around. Again, offensively, they had their opportunities. I think that's that's the thing that really – has to stick with them, and, I, and it's probably going to be the thing that takes a little bit to get over is they had the ball down 17 to 10 multiple times and could not get any movement whatsoever. And there were drop passes here and some lazy wish you would have had back there. So there were, that is probably really good performance, or I should say really good effort, but probably left a little bit on the bone. I We were just talking before you walked in. I, I really like, and I can't put my finger on it, Zach, so if you ask me why, I couldn't honestly tell you. But I love what Braden Locke brings to this team. I don't know why there is – and, again, it's a terrible comparison, I know, because people are going to think I'm nuts. But he brings I, – I, he reminded me of Joe Burrow in a sense of he looked confident, he had a swagger, it wasn't overconfidence, he can sling the ball, he's pretty accurate when he does throw the football, he was pretty tall in the pocket, knew when to get out of it, he doesn't take off and just run and, and, and is fearful. He, the moment wasn't too big for him. Now, again, it's a long way to go to get to Joe Burrow, but that was kind of my comparison and Joe Burrow's first year in the NFL to watching Braden Locke take his first snaps under center in a really big game against Ohio State. Do you like what you see out of this kid? Yeah, his maturity, I think, is something that stands out. It wasn't too big for him, and I think that's kind of something that hit us right when he showed up in the spring is when he talked to him, he's very, very mature. Like, And he's a very smart kid. He has said that his best attribute is not – Anything physical, it's mental, his ability to know where he's supposed to go with the ball, and he doesn't get overwhelmed. And so when you, you know you get into those situations, you get against a top-five team in the country, against in that environment with the crowd the way it was, and he uh, certainly didn't look at all overmatched. And we kind of saw that in the second half, you know, first drive of the second half. They needed to come out. They had the ball first. It's 10-3, and he goes right down the field. He gets that – that draw that no one saw coming because he's not a runner. I thought it was funny. I was looking up some of the stats, like rushing stats for the quarterbacks that are on this Wisconsin team, and they all were runners in high school. So you have like 1,100 yards for one guy and 1,200 for the other. Tanner Mordecai had 1,800 yards rushing, and then you get to Brayden Locke's bio and you look through his rushing numbers and they don't even have them because that's not him that's he doesn't he doesn't have any rushing numbers that doesn't register it doesn't register at all that's not who he is so the fact that he was able to bring that out and and 
I think it was 26 yards and set them up. And then the touchdown throw he had, I know the TV was kind of making a big deal out of it that he was kind of a no-look pass where he was looking one way and threw another way. And I asked about him every, afterwards. He goes, uh, I saw him. I saw where I was going with the ball. But it, it, it was. It was kind of a no-look pass. So he's got he's got a little bit of moxie to him. I'll say that. He's got some moxie to him is, is the, probably the word I would use, to him, use for him. I, I got to be honest, Jackson Aker um, impressed the hell out of me. Now, to, to lose Braylon Allen in that game obviously hurts. And it, it takes your dimension of offense away. But I, for, for the job he did, I thought Jackson Aker came in and did a, a fantastic job. I feel bad that Braylon Allen, obviously that injury is a little more serious. But uh, I really was impressed with kind of facing adversity that Jackson Aker came in and did the job that he did. For what they're asking him for, for sure. I would agree. He's he's not being asked to do too much. But the thing that they missed, Bill, and, and Braylon Allen's a huge loss. And Braylon, I mean, I think if they had him in the second half, maybe that would have been something uh, that, that could have helped him. And he had 10 carries for 50 yards in the first half. I got a little uh, stink eye over here from uh, <laughs> from Grant when I said that he's a good player. He is. I don't – I mean, I know Grant's expertise is more in the basketball – Badger basketball, and we'll get to that. <laughs> We'll get we'll get to Wait that we'll get to that in a second, but in terms of what Braylon brings to the game, he does. But I think Jackson Aker can kind of fill that physical role. The one that they have not been able to fill is the explosive back that was Ches Malusi, and we right. talked to Phil Longo about that last week. He mentioned it. They don't have the explosiveness in that running back spot, and that's desperately what they need. Whether it's a transfer portal, and more likely in the recruiting guys, some of the, the two of the guys that they have coming in are explosive players that. We'll, we'll be able to help that next year. But that's what they're missing more than anything. So as Jackson Aker can kind of fill that Braylon Allen role, the physical back role. They don't have anybody right now that can fill the role that Ches Malusi had. The uh, the passing game itself, um, give me your thoughts because the Braylon, Braylon Locke brings a different level uh, to me. I, I just – and as Grant puts it, he kind of slings it. So does this team become now a sling-it team? I don't think so because I don't think like I still think they're going to continue to try and run the ball because that's that's who they are still as an offense. But they they've been obviously very um, even. They've they've been pretty balanced in running and passing yards wise. Uh, the attempts may go up a little bit, but let's look what they have at wide receiver too, right? I mean they they have some. Injuries there where Jim Ray DK, we'll see if he's able to play. Even if he's not, those guys need to step up. I, I think that Braden Locke threw some balls on Saturday night that were right where they needed to be, and guys weren't able to hold on to them. I'm specifically thinking about a third down to Skyler Bell on the sideline that right. if he catches that game, still 17-10. to 10. If he catches that, maybe it's fourth and one, but at least you're putting yourself in an opportunity to have to go for it. He had another drop later on. He got replaced. I think they went with uh, – Vinny Anthony later in that game, but they've got some guys that they have to that need to step up and make their quarterback better, make their quarterback look better. We kind of talked about it when Tanner Mordecai went down. You have to pick your young quarterback up. That young quarterback put some balls where they needed to be, and the guys didn't catch them. And that's been the case actually the last two weeks. And uh, that can't happen. We've seen those guys make plays. They have to be better. For as good as kind of we kind of opened our eyes up, I guess uh, to the offense, the defense. I thought. Boy, they really held their own. Uh, they getting the turnovers, which are, are tremendous. But I, you know, Marvin Harrison Jr. is just so tough to cover. I mean, you could put anybody on him. He's just he just seems to have, and he doesn't even have like dynamic moves. He's just smooth. Yeah, you know what I mean. Oh yeah, watching that guy play, and I, I went back and watched a couple other games prior to this game. He's just so smooth. It's like he just he'll swivel his hips, and the next thing you know, he's got separation. It's it's nothing crazy that he's doing. He's not hand fighting a lot. It's just he has the ability to kind of get open, and then once he does need to hand fight, 
he's one of the best receivers I've seen in a long time at just going up and getting the football. It's just his football, and everybody else is kind of on the field. He's got the size of like a, uh, you know, he's 6'4", 6'3", 6'4", but he runs like he's six feet in terms of like his hips and the way that he yeah. gets in and out of breaks. It's very, very smooth for a big guy. You don't normally see that out of it, and that's why he's a top three you know, top three draft pick, maybe depending on who gets the top three picks. Maybe the Packers are in the, the running for one of those picks. Perhaps, maybe I don't know. They're only a game. Ba- they're only a game out right now of that of that top spot. I know a lot of people have been talking about what's going to happen in the rest of the year. I, yeah, we won't get into that. We're talking Badgers, but in terms of what in terms of what uh, the defense did, they had Marvin Harrison and Trayvon Henderson, and Wisconsin did not. Right, that was the difference in the game. They they had two guys that could make plays anytime they touched the ball. And if Trayvon Henderson doesn't play in that game, I think Wisconsin may win it because he had so many big runs, especially in late in that in that fourth quarter. Wisconsin had them push back deep into their own territory after a punt, and he breaks off a 30-yard run. They end up getting the stop, but they kick the ball back down, and, and Wisconsin's offense is having to go 90 yards again. Trayvon Henderson and Marvin Harrison Jr. were the difference in that game, but the defense did plenty, plenty for the offense to have chances to win it, and they just they just didn't get it done. But yeah, whether it's Hunter Waller or Carter Hallman or some of the play from the defensive line, or even you know Daryl Peterson on the outside, I thought they gave them a chance to win. Uh, now moving forward, uh, there's no there. I, I believe there's moral victories after a game like this. I know a lot of people say, look, it's a loss, you got to move on. But you got to feel better coming out of this game. Even though you're banged up, you got to feel better coming out of this game going into Indiana. I mean, you do, and yet, how do they rebound from that, Bill? Because I think the the mental as- the mental aspect of this is we just went toe to toe with the number three team in the country. Now we're going to play an 11 a.m. game in Bloomington, Illinois, or Bloomington, Illinois, uh, Indiana. Right. So how how do they rebound from that mentally? Can they get locked back in? There is still pretty much everything in front of them in terms of wanting to win the Big Ten West. I mean, it's, I mean, we could call it the Big Ten least at this point. I mean, it's when you look at, it's a th- four-way tie for first at three and two right. with, with Iowa and Nebraska and Minnesota and Wisconsin. So there, there is still stuff to play for. I'm, I'm anxious to see what kind of effort and attitude they come out with for an early game on the road at a probably a place that isn't going to be too jacked up but you have to be you have to at least feel good about what some of the things that Braden Locke did you just need some guys around there to make some plays real quick before I let you go uh give me your thoughts on what's going on over at Michigan and Harbaugh's response to it <laughs> I don't know anything I've never heard of this guy right. what are you talking about uh the greatest thing now is this I don't know if you saw the latest the CM. He apparently was on the sideline, or there's in, an investigation now into him being on the sideline at the Central Michigan game that they played against Michigan State. There have been pictures that have surfaced of him being on the sideline for that game, and uh, Central Michigan is now investigating that. This is this is crazy. I, I just I don't understand the how how far they've gone just to step over lines and just not cover their tracks whatsoever. Like, if you're going to do this, at least cover your tracks. Don't buy the tickets under your own name. (laughs) You work for Michigan. You don't think that's ever going to come? Like, people knew what was happening, and they finally it came out. To me, and I've said this a couple different places, um, I think Jim Harbaugh, this is his last season at Michigan. I think he's going to – whether it's – I don't, and I think it's going to be his choice. I don't think this is something that's going to like say, "Hey, Mich- Michigan's going to be like, hey, we're done with you." It's going to be him wanting to move on, and and the NFL can say, "Oh, we're going to be no safe harbor for uh, for <laughs> for cheating." Come on now, right. any any team that wants a coach and wants him, they'll he'll be hired, and it'll be just it'll be just fine. No one will ever talk about cheating ever again.
I, I really believe that he's going to end up in the pros, and he's just going to say to hell with all these rules and regulations and people trying to smear my name. I'm going back to the pros where I can make millions. And I mean, don't get me wrong. He's making millions now, but I can go make millions. I can you know kind of coach men and uh, do my thing and, and leave it at that. So yeah. I, I, I think I, I firmly believe that he's he's heading off to uh, the NFL pastures. Again. Yeah, for sure. Before before you let me go, Bill, I just wanted to ask Grant a few yeah. things about Badger basketball because I know do he's it, he's, he's deep into this. Wait a minute. I, I just wanted to get his his feeling on some of the the new guys on the roster. What what's your what's your thought about Gus Yaldon and can he make an impact this year? So, I see what you're trying to do. You you think that I have not done any research and I I know you it. haven't. You're going to show up tomorrow and, night and, and be like, "Hey, how's it going? Who are these guys?" And there's a reason for that. I don't want my perception of these players to be <laughs> <Shut> tainted. <up. laughs> Shut up. By what others have I want to see with Stop my it. own eyes and draw my own conclusions. Stop it. That's why I'm going. Yeah, I can't Golden, wait. Wait a minute. I thought he was over there at Chipotle. I, he was the guy that took my order. Wait. What, what? What's what's who's this guy? What? There's a I, guy. There's a guy in the name with the last name Winter on this team. Ask what? me on Thursday. Okay. I will have my own take. My own conclusions. I like to draw my own conclusions. This from my be, own experience. This will be the first time ever that you've ever drawn your own that's conclusions on anything. That's, that's not true. <laughs> This is ridiculous. And Bill, this is this is actually the second time I've gotten Grant a credential to a Wisconsin basketball game. Last time awesome. was also an exhibition game. It was against Lacrosse, and he didn't show up. So I'm I'm stop. I, oh. All I'm saying is all I'm saying is <laughs> I'm not going to over like expect anything. I'm not going to be like, oh gosh, I can't wait till Grant gets here because I don't even know if he's going to show up. This is Zach's favorite story. I was a company man. My company in Lacrosse. My boss needed me that night. Which, Bill, if you need me... Well, that's not true, because I'm letting Ebo do the huddle, so I guess... <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, this is not... It did not work out. That's not oh, true. Oh, well, there you go. I'll, I can feel the love. So, uh, I'm, I'm, looking, I'm looking forward to more of this as we... Uh, hey, uh, go check your email inbox, Zach. You All got right. the invite, man. We got to know. All right, sounds Find good, Bill. Out, we'll, get, we'll get the whole uh, zone group right there next to each other at the hotel, <laughs> so we can put you on the shuttle bus together, and it should be... Should be fun seeing you all arrive black and blue. That'll be kind of cool. <laughs> all right. Sounds good, Bill. Thank Thanks, you. Bro. Yep. Talk to you. There you go. Zach Heilprin, a sports director and cohort of One Grand Bills. <laughs> uh, I got him a credential and he didn't show up. Oh, kick to the kick to the crotch right there out of the gate. Good stuff. Stay tuned. We got a lot more of the Bill Michael show coming up right after this. Stay tuned. This is the Bill Michael show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The Bill Michaels Show, brought to you by our friends at Potawatomi Hotel, Casino, Milwaukee. Whether you're looking for food, it's at the Rock and Brews or the Green Dance Steakhouse, Ryu. Maybe you want some cocktails at the 360 Bar, or you're just going down there for some gaming. Slots, gaming tables, sports book, whatever. They have got it all under one roof. That's Potawatomi Hotel, Casino, Milwaukee. Go to PaysBig.com. That is PaysBig.com. Grand House of Studio. It's doing fine back here, Zach and I. Okay. I, I always love the uh, I always love the back and forth when we have Zach on. I get a kick out of that. Okay, guy. just checking because I want to make sure nothing's broken or anything like that. No punches are thrown. I was <laughs> I was going to text Ebo and said, "Hey, if you got a vat of pudding or Jello, you may want to bring it down real quick." So <laughs> that's awesome. 
Uh, what do we got coming up the next hour? Anybody? I got a big fat buy or sell for us. Some uh, some Packers questions. Excellent. We could dig into a little bit of Matt Lafleur's comments from yesterday. I don't know that he said anything fascinating, but that's something we haven't covered yet either. Um, we have that too, right? Oh yeah. Yep. Okay. I want I want to do that. We'll play that. We'll uh, get into some buy or sell. React to what Matt Lafleur had to say. Uh, then we got what did we miss coming up? All that stuff. And a reminder that uh, we get off the air today and then uh, off to Marshfield I go. Caleb, I actually, who works for WOSQ, just uh, texted me and said, hey, they're all set up at the hotel. And I'm looking forward to it. Good to go. So, uh, by the way, uh, just to kind of update you, Montez Sweat, uh, the uh, defensive end for the Commanders, has been traded to the Bears for uh, a 2024 second-round pick. So Montez Sweat goes to the Bears. I, I, do you understand that pick or that uh, that trade? Um, I understand it from the commander side of things, but why am I? Why are the Bears doing that? Well, he's a good player. It's just funny because a year ago the Bears did a very similar trade to this, and it aged so so poorly. So I could get why people would look at this and kind of raise their eyebrows. But Montez Sweat is so much better than Chase Claypool. He's proven so much more. Right. But, but the Bears are rebuilding, but, so that pick is probably going to be pretty damn good. That, yeah. I, I don't know. I never know with the I Bears. Don't, I don't, I. but are the Bears really just a couple of, I don't know. I, I, I unless, because Montez Sweat's contract's up. So unless they plan on signing him to an extension and just solidifying that defensive end position, does this make sense? So I would assume that that's what they're going to do, but uh, oh, well. All right, we got another hour yet to go. Another hour you have to go. Stay tuned. We got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. Hang in there. We'll be back after this. But-